Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Welcome to this special episode of the Manager Track podcast. This is the very first time that I bring on someone to be coached live on the show. And the topic for this particular episode is called, should I stay or should I go? So listen in as I coach Elaine, if she should stay in her current role with her current company, or if the opportunity that has been presented to her in the recent month is the right one for her to make the leap and take on a new job in a new organization. But stick around until the very end because I will give a little bit of a summary of what we talked about and I will add on a few additional tips if you find yourself in a situation like Elaine where you're contemplating if it's the right time for you to make a move. And with that, let's dive in. Elaine, what can I help you with today? Hi, Ramona. Thanks for your time. Actually, I I just wanted to let you know, I've been with this company now for approximately a little over two years. I've been in a leadership role. I've been managing a team. I kind of pretty much developed the whole implementation group and put a lot of things in place. And I have an opportunity to look at something else outside the company. And so I'm really trying to decide whether it's the right time to make that move. I think I'm ready for that senior level position, working more strategically with the organization. So I really want to get to that next level, but I, I'm, I'm trying to decide if the timing's right. Mm-hmm. So when you say that you're trying to decide if the timing is right at this point, why would the timing be right? Why is it right? Well, it's, it's an opportunity to start up a whole team again and really work in a different part of the payment ecosystem that's more like just a different channel. So it would kind of add to my, you know, my business background. Okay. Um, And I'm hearing you say right now you feel like the team that you've created so far is running smoothly. You feel like what's my next thing. And right now this opportunity is here and it could be that right time because what you've built is working well. Well, it's working well. There is one thing I do want to see through in my current role where we're trying to just automate um, the whole implementation process for the team. So that would be kind of something that would keep me back. But there's a financial drive here for me to to really try and, and elevate that I need to from a personal standpoint. So that's really driving my interest to look at this opportunity because they could get me there at that next level. And I also would have the opportunity to build again, to build a team and to be involved in setting the, you know, product strategy in this new payment channel that the company is um, looking to offer. Yeah. So you, you partially already answered my next question because this question was, why is it now the right time? And then what would be arguments for it to not be the right time? So one thing that you said is that you actually want to follow through on one of the projects that's currently going on. Mm-hmm. Why else would you argue towards is not being the right time? Well, just looking at what I've done is like just the tenure that I have, you know, is it short enough? Is it long enough? How is that reflected with other people in my industry? Could I, 
if I stayed, could I have more to offer down the line? Mm -hmm. You mean because you would be with the company for a longer tenure and that would look better on a resume? Correct. Yeah, that's kind of one thought. You know, I, since working with you just on a few leadership sessions, you know, I've really come to be more in tune with my listening skills and how I interact with people within the organization. And that's really helped me in my own like management style and communication style. So that's really been key. And, you know, I want to continue on that personal growth as well, which I think I can do. So it doesn't matter what company I'm with at that point, because you're going to have very similar situations, right? That you deal with no matter what company you're with. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So I want to do a quick exercise with you. Think about, you can keep your eyes open, you can close your eyes, but I want you to imagine that you're at that crossroad, that you could go towards the left or you could go towards the right. On the left side, imagine, visualize, on the left side is staying with your current company, following through on your projects, learning more and expanding your leadership capacity. On the right side is where you see this new opportunity where you could reach that next level and increase your income fairly quickly, right? There's no more dependency. You would start with them and you got all that. As you're making this decision, strip away any thoughts about whether or not it would look good on your resume, whether or not this is the last opportunity that you could have, but consider there to be a world of abundance. Mm -hmm. Any role would be available to you any time. Meaning whatever direction that you go, both options would be available. So you could go to that new company and you could also go, always go back. You could be, go stay with your current company and you could always find a new job that gives you exactly what you're looking for. It's complete abundance, like an mm -hmm. ocean and you got a bucket and you could always get more water. It never ends. There's right. no scarcity here. So as you think about the two options and you think like at any point in time, I can make any choice. There's no scarcity. There's no limitations. There's no timeline associated. Right now, in which direction do you feel a stronger pull? Is that towards the left, towards where your current company is, current position? Or is that towards the right where you have a new opportunity? Well, I'm leaning towards the, the new opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I, when I, you, yeah, tell me more because I, I saw your facial reaction. <laughs> well, okay. you know, if I stay where I am, I'm comfortable, I'm confident, right? I can continue to grow and put more improvements in, but I'm a person that constantly likes to reinvent and move on. I'm not one to like be stagnant doing the same thing over and over again. You know, maybe that's a little sales in, in me as well, right? But I, I'm concerned about the financial health of the company I'm with now and its, you know, strategic direction. And, and it's, it really is, it's, it's more of a financial incentive for me to, to move, which I need to do personally. I, mm -hmm. I, need to, I need to move and if they can meet me where I need to be, then, I will probably take it. I mean, it's going to be new. So I, I'm going to go back to ground zero, trying to, you know, get comfortable and get confident in my skills and ability, but I have a lot to bring to the table. So 
hopefully it won't be such an un unfamiliar territory. Yeah. So anything that you do every single day that you go to work, you're expanding your skills and your knowledge. And it's all about seeing that how transferable that is. Right. Like sometimes from the inside, like the inside of a jar, you can't read the label. So sometimes it's hard to see as you're in it and how much is actually transferable. How many of these strengths and skills that you've built and the expertise you've accumulated could actually be transferable as well. The one thing that you leave behind are the relationships and the trust and the credibility you've built with an organization. That's what you have to recreate in a new organization. Exactly. And so now, and that's hard because, right, it takes a while for you to get that credibility and the relationship built with people that you work with. And one of the things that I'm struggling too is, is because geographically, this company's on the other side, you know, of the country. They're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast, which given the state of the, the country and, and how we're all working, that's not an issue. But even here with the company I'm with, they're local. I've already, you know, I've had the FaceTime and the relationship building time as well. So that is another key issue mm -hmm. that I like. That's uncertain. That's all. Yeah. So I have a question for you because I ask you to do this exercise and to strip away any of the scarcity thoughts of if I turn down this new offer now, I might not get the opportunity again. Right. Or if I move on, then it might not look so good on my resume because I was only there for a short tenure. These are all thoughts that come from a place of scarcity and fear. And fear is the thing that holds us back and wants to keep us safe. So when we let our decisions be driven by fear, we would usually not make change. We would usually try to stay where we're at. Okay. And then fear doesn't come up in our brain as of, oh, I'm scared. I'm going to do what I've been doing. Instead, the way fear shows up in our brain is it finds all the logical reasons for why you should stay. So the brain is trying to convince you. It's going to say, well, it's going to look bad on your resume. It's going to say, well, you're going to let people down. They're relying on you. It's going to say, it's going to be uncomfortable to change. You don't know. Are you going to like your boss or not? Scary. Don't do it. That's how your brain is showing you the fear. It's not going to say, oh my God, I'm so scared. That might come up too. But the, the dominant thoughts are all the reasons, the logical reasons of why not to change. So what we're trying to do and what my work is in, in this coaching conversation with you is to help you get the clarity of what are the thoughts that are coming from a place of fear and what are the thoughts that are coming from a place of consciousness and intention. Okay. And Understood. so the consciousness and the intention are, the, are, you touched on it briefly and then you went right back to say, well, but then it's about the, um, the, the demographic distance. But for a moment there was this spark of, I really don't like routine or doing the same over and over. I love growth and I love change and I love mm -hmm. challenges. Yes. And that is right when you said that, that's when your intention, your consciousness came up. Yeah, it's very, I think you hit it spot on because, you know, I, I get involved more, not mundane, but now issues that come up after the fact and like that need to be 
kind of addressed and we do them right to correct it to make everything work better but i like to get it set up and then hand it off so that someone else can make it run better yeah and i actually did that in a prior job when i worked for apparel company several years ago i developed their software i helped develop it and put it in place to change how they were processing payroll and then i built this department up and then I got it set up and established and run, and then I went off and did something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I find this pattern with me. This is what I tend to do. So, and do you like that? I Sorry do. Yeah, yeah. Like and that? so I think that's why I'm really thinking through this opportunity that's presented itself to me. It's like, wow, you know, I can do it again. And there's a lot of check marks to say, yes, do it. But then you're right. The fear is coming through in different thoughts to me to say, well, maybe you should just stay where you are and be comfortable and, you know, but then we don't grow, right? We don't grow. We don't contribute. We don't learn. Um, so. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to you. It seemed a bit like you were telling me, oh, I get to create this new department or this new team. And it sounded as if that's something that everyone would love to do. Right. But actually, a lot of people would listen to this and would say, oh my God, I would have to start from scratch, like <laughs> build everything and hire everyone. No, I don't want to do that. But the way that you said it was so much like, of course, that's amazing. I get yeah. to build all that. Right. And I saw your enthusiasm in your eyes and in your energy when you explained this opportunity. So I can see how that is like that intentionality, that consciousness that, had that, that pulls you into this new opportunity because that's what you've done in the past and you see that pattern. Mm -hmm. And now you're recognizing in that current role, I've actually brought it up to maintenance, right? I built it up. Now it's about maintenance and optimization. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing like I'm feeling the pull. And of course, you know, the universe yes. <laughs> presents yes. an opportunity to you. You're like, oh, I'm okay. being like stretched into making that decision. Right, right. You know, this is, this is amazing having this conversation, how it's all kind of coming to be now. Like I just had not looked at it that way at all. Yeah. The one thing I want to make sure that you're intentional about, just as we talk about the fear that's driving is when you said the financial component is also playing a part. Now the financial component, of course, is a nice incentive and that always plays into a decision. Right. But that too can come from a place of fear. It is. <laughs> so if you, right, if you think, which is why the, it, I also said in that beginning, when I asked you about where do you feel the, uh, like a stronger pull where the magnet is like stronger and you're leaning to the right versus to the left. If you could pass that opportunity and in January, there would be another opportunity. And in February, there would be another opportunity. And in March, there'd be two more, three more, that would be all over you. And all these new opportunities would come with a similar financial compensation, or they would come with even more financial compensation. If you consider these opportunities to just be all around you, because that one opportunity that's presented to you right now is only the one that you can see. It's not the only one that's out there. Right. So exactly. if you think, you know, I can pass on this because no problem in January, there'll be another one with that same financial compensation. And I'm sure there would be, but it's, Ironic that it's being presented now when I apparently need it the most yes. and, yeah. the t and the timing and so forth. 
because there always is going to be jobs will come and go, right? But it's, it's the one that's really going to fit. So we're going to continue conversations next week after the Thanksgiving holiday. But there was a lot of positive discussion that I had already. I mean, I've already had three different calls, two with the same person, and we connected on, on a lot of levels. So that's also was like, oh, okay, you know, then this could work. We talked about the relationship piece of it, right? Being mm-hmm. remote and the management style and how we interact and how we strategize, how we collaborate. Those are very important to me. And I've already put that on the table for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been a plus. I mean, that'll always be something that would have to be on the table, right? When, yep. If any opportunity comes up. If it comes to fruition, that would be great. But you're right. Maybe there will be, if it doesn't, then there will be another opportunity. But I think I'm in a place now where I will probably be more open to it because of my style and how I work. You just helped me realize. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's interesting, right? How I can even sense this just in this conversation, how it's all of a sudden so much more clear of why you would want that and why it would be the natural next progression. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, and with that too, but also that I'd like to be at a senior level because right now I'm kind of middle management, but I would like to, you know, be at that senior executive level where I can help determine what are going to be some of the corporate goals that are going to impact us the following year and what do we need to do company-wide. Now, I'm kind of at that middle management doing the, the build of the department, which I would do there, but there is more of an opportunity to, to work strategically with the company. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that would fuel you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So when you think of the, the two opportunities, what would you, I'm saying this because I want you to have your eyes wide open, right? And okay. not to be seduced with any other conversations. What would be a red flag where you'd say, I'm continuing these conversations and I'm in tune and I'm seeing that if all plays out well, I'm ready to make that move because I can see how my intentionality, like my consciousness pulls me toward that. And it'd be more of a fear that would pull me back. But then there's also things that could get in the way. What would be red flags that you would notice in the interview process where you would say, I'm ready to move, but this is not the right company. Yeah, I wanted to distinguish the two. I am ready to make the move, one decision. Next decision is, is it this company or is it the next company? So what will be red flags that come up as you're continuing the conversations with this current company? Well, one would be the financial strength, right, uh, of the company. That's got to be evident. And that's just me doing my due diligence and just how they treat their employees. Are they really employee first? Because if they take care of their employees, their customers thrive. And are they investing in their employee development? Is it truly a collaborative work environment or is it kind of a top-down management? I I still want to dig a little deeper and hopefully I'm going to be talking to more team members next week so I can assess that. But those would be red flags to not have me move. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is great. And so with that, I want to take that a level further so you get clarity on what is actually a red flag and what would be the yes, we're moving forward, that that checkbox has been ticked. So when you think of the financial constraint or the financial health of the company, 
just consider maybe after this coaching conversation, right? Consider what would it actually look like if this company was in a bad financial situation or how do I know that they're in a good financial situation? How do I find proof? Right, right. And the reason why you want to get really clear and as measurable as you can. So for example, with the financial concern, you could look at financing rounds. If they are public, you could look at a past annual reports. You could look at and ask questions about hiring plans of the company. For employee development, you could say, I want to see how much to invest back. What does their leadership development program look like? How much tuition reimbursement? How do they support for a one case? And be really clear of what is a yes and what will be a no. Because if you define that up front, and so we're using our neocortex, our like good thinking, strategic, rational brain, Uh uh we can use as we make a decision, you know, ahead of time for when we make decisions. Because when you're in the process and you're getting closer and closer and your brain gets more and more excited about the opportunity, right? So you're now you're craving change and maybe your ego gets a little bit excited about it too. It's like, wow, they want me. This is an amazing opportunity. And what happens is that your instinctive brain starts taking over and not your rational neocortex, like real thinking brain. Right. And then you start being biased by your filtering system in your brain and you're having a confirmation bias because you want to find proof that this is right. And this is where people fall into the trap of signing a contract with a company or deciding on whether or not to take a job because they don't plan that decision up front. They're letting right. themselves go through the process and then make decisions reactively or decide, is this now good or bad? Is it a red flag or not? Okay. Okay. You want to get as clear as you can about what does financial health look like? How do I interview them to see they put employees first? And the higher up you go in your career and the more you're looking for that strategic impact, the more you also want to interview, let's say there is an innovation or there is a strategic change that I would want to pursue in this opportunity. Mm-hmm. How much decision-making power do I actually have? Yeah. Do I see that my boss makes all the decisions or not? Then you can start asking questions. Tell me of a bottom-up change that happened. Like when was something that an employee brought up an innovation over the last few years or so that then the company adopted? Or what would be within my responsibility in terms of strategic decision-making? Mm-hmm. And how does the board play into the decision-making process? How does the CEO or the C-suite play into it? Tell me more about my decision-making authority. Like you can be really specific and then go back to your pre-planned decision-making list to see yes or no. Right. Is this it or is this not? So you're not mm-hmm. getting seduced by the opportunity because your instinctive brain gets all excited about it. <laughs> Right, right. No, those are really good because I just reflected back on a couple things. I have a lot of empowerment now, but I, it's kind of half in, half out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I won't go into it, but um, yeah, those are, those are definitely good questions I need to really dig in deeper with. Um, yeah. And maybe more conversations with the hiring person. 
Yeah, because the, the clearer you are on your criteria, the better your questions will be. And the more confident you will be in that decision-making process because now it's not about fear or ego or persuasion that plays into the decision. It is really consciousness, intentionality that drives the decision-making process. You think ahead of time, why would I leave versus why would I stay? And then if I decide to leave, why this company versus the next? Right. And one thing that I'm thinking that I want, you know, I, I look at this as a move to get experience in a different payment channel, but I think it, it will be more of like just a lateral for me, just from where I would be in the organization. So that's what I need to get clarity on because I did ask those questions like, okay, where can I elevate from there? Yeah, these are good questions. We did talk about making decisions and as far as like what needs to be put in place. And the gentleman basically said he would look to me to tell him what we need to do. Yeah. So, which is that's fine because that's how I work. Okay. This is what we need to do. This is how it has to be put in place. So on and so forth. Yeah. That's so, a good time. And actually it came up even early on when I started with the company I'm with now, I had made the the pitch that we needed this software tool to better manage implementations. And so now two years later, they finally take up on it. And so we're putting it in place, which is good. It kind of came back indirectly when I made the, the pitch two years ago. Yeah. So nice. That's a good achievement. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And in the fact that you're mentioning it now means that it's meaningful to you in some way, right? It is. So having that strategic influence that's something that seems to be important. Right. If you want to continue interviewing for. Yeah. Right. So reflecting on this call from the beginning where you said, I have the two possibilities. There's all these different considerations that influence um, my decision. What is more clear to you now than it was 20 minutes ago? Well, I understand what my drive is to even entertain this opportunity. And then that's why is this intriguing me? And then just the additional thought-provoking questions I really need to dig deeper in, right? And how to evaluate the financial strength of the company and, and then some of these decision-making authority questions and how much am I going to be leveraged to do my job? Mm -hmm. Great, great. If I listen to you and I hear you talk about where you're at in this situation right now, there is the increase in clarity of some of your patterns, but also I want to make sure that you're really taking and soaking up is that when you're in the flow and when you do the things that make you feel excited, like you contribute, you get to build something, you get to create something. And then you combine that with being really intentional about why am I making decisions? What are the right decisions for me based on my values and what's important to me in an organization? Mm -hmm. You will succeed no matter what. Thank you. <laughs> right? And it doesn't mean that it won't be hard. It doesn't mean it doesn't come with challenges. Right. But it means that you're taking decisions based on intentionality and not based on fear. It helps you gain clarity because you're making decisions and you're in the arena, you're in the game, you're doing things, you're not right. withholding, you're not staying safe. Right. And that's what's part of success. And that's how you build your, and ex accelerate your career. 
because a career is not a ladder. Like you said, it's, it's more of a lateral move because mm -hmm. a career is like a climbing wall. So sometimes you hang in that wall and you have to look at where am I going to go left, right, staying the same. So being clear of either I'm moving up within my organization and here's what that would look like. And here's the stretch that I'm going to have to make to do that. Or then is that in a different company and what would the stretch and what would the opportunity look like over there? Exactly. And then you have to make the move and you have to take action and you will find out and learn from taking the action. And by being clear and intentional in the decision process in itself of where to go, and then you're using your values as guidance to see what's the right fit for me and what do I really look for in a new organization, you're powerful and you well, will do great. Yes. Wow. <laughs> this was very enlightening for me. This was a, such a great session as I continue to explore this. I, I really have gained so many additional thoughts on that. I thank you. I appreciate that. Thank this. you, Elaine. Thanks so much. Okay, let's unpack and quickly recap what Elaine and I talked about. So if you're in a situation where you wonder, should I stay or should I go? And you do have an opportunity in front of you. You're actually in the interview process and there's a high probability that you'd get that job. Then it's important to step back and recognize that there's actually two decisions that you're making. One is, should I leave my current role and take on something new? And then the second one is, is this company now the right fit for me? Because it's the one that's currently presented to you doesn't mean that it's the only one. So separate the two decisions. So what I did with Elaine for that first decision of whether she should leave or she should stay was to tune in and to listen to herself because no one on the outside will be able to make that decision for her. So looking inward and tuning in, where do you feel a stronger pull? That's a fun exercise to try out to see if you notice how your energy shifts when you think of your current role versus that next role. The second part is to remove the fear because part of our brain's job is to avoid pain and to run efficiently, which means that we don't like the uncertainty, that we don't like to change, to be uncomfortable. Your brain simply does its job, but there's nothing wrong with you, right? But it's important to recognize that although this is the brain's job because that's how, what kept us as humans alive when there were cyber-toothed tigers around the corner ready to attack us, it is no longer what's serving you today. So the fear that's coming up and that usually disguises itself and all those reasons for why to take a decision or not, such as, well, they're on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast. Well, I haven't finished my project yet. Well, I might disappoint some people. Well, I'm not yet sure if I'd be good at this new role or any other fear-based thoughts that you might be contemplating, those come from the place of your brain wanting to make sure that you're staying safe and that you're doing the things that it already knows how to do, meaning being efficient. But what was important for me to help um, Elaine see is that 
there was something that I saw her eyes light up when she talked about this organization that she could strategically influence, that she could build something up from scratch. And then she brought up that actually that seems to be a bit of a pattern from her past. And also that the company adopting a software that she introduced two years ago is something she was really proud of. Those are all little glimpses into what's really driving her as a person and understanding getting clarity about those things for you if you're in a situation like that is really powerful it's sort of like getting clarity on your north star and that's an incredibly powerful place to make decisions from and then once you get clearer on those things of what's really driving me and why am I feeling pulled towards one thing versus the other, which by the way, finances always play part of it. And it clearly does for Elaine, but it's not the only thing. Values and motivating factors are driving us and driving our decision. And that clarity is also what allows us to make decisions that actually serve us, decisions that we will make and then look back and say like, that was the right decision for me to make look at where I'm at today, or this was an amazing opportunity and I'm so glad I made the leap and what was uncomfortable, it was a stretch in the moment. In the second part of the coaching conversations, we talked a little bit about those criteria and that's something that I invite you to do, even if you're not currently looking to make a move, is to figure out what's really important to you. What do you value in a culture? What do you value in a job? What are red flags to you and what are things that pull you in, that get you excited? They may seem like the most normal thing to you for, to desire in the organization, but I promise you, those are your individual desires and needs and preferences. Because if I asked how people that same questions, I would get 10 different responses back. And I know this because I coach clients on making a decision, just like the one that Elaine is about to make herself. So figuring out what, what are those criteria and then getting as clear on those as possible will help you be in a more confident and powerful place, whether or not you're about to make a move or whether you're totally comfortable in your current situation. We all get poached by headhunters or recruiters offering these enticing opportunities, these shiny new jobs to us. And if we're grounded and clear of what we value and what we're looking for and what's the right fit and what isn't, we're not getting pulled into all these different conversations and being reactive to whatever comes across our desk. Instead, we're coming from the place of true intention, clarity and groundedness to say yes, no, no to this. But if you find something else that looks more like that, then let's have a conversation. And that's where you're truly in the driver's seat of your own career. So my invitation is to start to write down your criteria and your preferences in terms of culture and organization and, and location and size and roles and all those things as it relates to your career. And look, I know career transitions, career moves are not easy. They come with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of change. And our brain doesn't 
desire those things like we talked about, right? But those opportunities are also what accelerates growth and learning. Now, by all means, I'm not saying to jump from one role to the next because you will sacrifice some of the relationships and the credibility and trust that you've built that you have to rebuild in a new organization. I also think that staying with an organization and growing alongside an organization can be incredibly valuable, but there's no one size fits all. What I do encourage you is to be proactive and be clear on your decision because even if you're currently not looking to make a move, you're actually deciding. Every day you're deciding, I'm going to stay with my job. I'm going to stay in this role. That is a decision that you make every day you show up to work, right? It's not like you're not making a decision. You're actually making a decision every day. And I want that decision for you to be intentional and made from a place of consciousness and not from a place of fear and scarcity because that's when you will truly tap into your fullest potential and live your life in a way that feels fulfilling and satisfying and as a coach part of my mission is to help you do that and see that and feel inspired to take action as a result of it. And I'd love to hear how valuable this episode was for you. So if you have any feedback, any thoughts, you want to participate and be someone who gets coached live, then email me at contact at ramonashaw.com and I can't wait to connect. And if you do know someone else who is currently in a similar situation like Elaine and they could benefit from listening to this coaching conversation and the tips I'm sharing alongside, then please pass this on. The more people this conversation can help, the happier I am and I bet Elaine feels the same way. With that, I wish you a wonderful week and I see you next Tuesday with another episode of The Manager Track. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.